Do you struggle with fear, doubt, and worry in your public speaking? Do you find it difficult to connect with your audience and deliver presentations that leave a lasting, positive, unforgettable impact? If yes, then let's dive in the world of public speaking and presentation skills with your host, Eric Edmeets. Welcome to the Unforgettable Podcast with guest host, David Wood. I'm Eric Edmeets, and I am here as always with David T.S. Wood. Excellent, David. So this is going to be a fun one. We're doing another speech review, and this is for my good friend, Tony Cho. I really, really enjoyed this talk. I enjoy being with Tony generally, but I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to sharing this with, her, with everyone. Yeah, you know, I remember when, again, I, I always say we bring ourselves with us to the stage. And whenever I see him walk into a room, he's that guy, you know, he's not the guy, invisible guy. There's, and I, I, I described it as there's a love about him. He seems to carry love with him wherever he goes. And it's sort of really apparent in the way he speaks as well. So it's pretty beautiful. I've really been um, really grateful to kind of welcome him hint to our community because he is doing big things. You know, uh, uh, um, he has a very serious mission around uh, redesigning cities so that they're functional and actually create happiness for people. I think we've uh, seen even driving around our city that we're in today, uh, you know, some of the problems with big cities and homelessness and all this sort of stuff. And he is on a huge mission to completely redo and, and rethink uh, city design. And of course, if you're going to have a big mission like that, uh, becoming effective at public speaking is a big deal. And so with all of his accomplishment, with everything that he's achieved in the business world, which is significant, to see him taking that step and saying, I'm going to be a student again, and I'm going to learn about this filled me with pride. So I'm, I'm really, really excited about the progress he's made. And uh, I think this, this talk's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah. Let's roll it. Good evening, everybody. How are you feeling? I'm feeling so inspired by each and every one of you who came up here today. This week has been transformational for me, and I've had so many breakthroughs that I can't even explain it, and I'm just so grateful. And to listen to Jeffrey and Peter and Schaff's experiences spontaneously only inspires so many events of my life. And I, too, had similar experiences where I became a millionaire. By the time I was 26 years old, that was my goal, to be independent and become a millionaire. And when I got there, I was, I was left you know, wondering, what was this all for? You know, I was standing there, the market had collapsed, and I had to start all over again. And at that moment, while things were collapsing, is when I met my now wife, Jimena. And this is 2008, 2009, when Lehman Brother collapsed and the world was ending. And I just met the woman that I couldn't believe was the woman that I would most likely spend the rest of my life with. However, at that moment, you know, I had everything come to me so easily. You know, it was like, you know, I, I was a nightclub promoter. You know, I had any girl that I wanted. I could go anywhere around the world. I was hanging out with LL Cool J in the clubs with girls and Al Pacino. And now I was in a relationship. And I was like, wow, this is something new for me. So 
we had been dating for about three years. And, you know, three years, you know, when you're 30 years old is a long time. But if you're a Colombian woman from a Catholic family, three years is an eternity. And at that point, she starts looking at her watch and she's like, is this guy serious or is he just playing me? You know, what does this guy really want? So basically, she gave me an ultimatum and she said to me, are you serious? You know, and I said, well, why can't we be together? Why can't we, you know, have a family? Why can't we be committed but not get married? It's just a piece of paper, right? Nah, not in Colombia. It don't work like that in Colombia. So I had to really sit with this. I'm 30 years old. I had made money to become a millionaire. I had lost it all. But she was there with me through the worst times. She was there when I had to live in her one-bedroom apartment, when we had to share a Prius. And she got in when the stock was low. And I was on the rebound. And there was a reason for that. It wasn't just me. We're not alone in this world. We can't do it alone. I think we all experienced that this week, right? We are in this together. And so we went on this vacation in Europe, and it was a difficult vacation. We fought a lot. Um, you know, we, we were kind of on the rocks, and I was getting the pressure. So we come back to Florida after a vacation, after being in Istanbul, and it was shit or get off the pot. It was, we've either got to take it to the next level, or we've got to end this, basically. So... I, saw, I, I dug deep in my soul and I had looked at my life and scan. I'm 30. I'm like, am I going to spend the rest of my life with just one woman? You know, is this going to be possible? Will, I'll be, will I be happy? And I made the decision at that moment that this woman was the woman for me, that money hadn't made me happy, that nothing had made me happy. I'd accomplished all this at a young age. I'd made money, I'd lost money, but I wanted somebody by my side. So I took the plunge and I made that decision and it was the best decision of my life. And we go to see my grandmother to tell her that we're going to get married and we're going to get married at the ashram on 11, 11, 11. And so my grandmother is overjoyed. She's screaming. Finally, my grandson, he adopted me at birth, is getting married. Jimena locked him down. How is this possible? This is unbelievable. I'm going to have grandkids. That was the first thing she said to my, my now wife. When are you guys going to have kids? This is now 14 years ago. The first day that she met her. So we have this huge celebration. It's incredible. We have 300 people from all over the world. People from nightlife. People from real estate. People from all aspects of, of, of my life. People from the ashram. And it was one of those peak moments. It was one of those times in your life where you're like, everything is perfect. Everything is magical. This was meant to be. And the night just went on and on and on and celebrated. And then we go back to our lives in Miami. And then a, a month later, I get a call from my, from my grandmother's assistant that says, Tony, you've got to come home. I've got bad news. I go home, spend time with my mom, find out that she's diagnosed with stage four pancreatic cancer. She's the pillar of the community. She's the leader of a multi-thousand person spiritual ashram. She was the person that represented the strongest person in the world. Next thing you know, I'm in a doctor's office with just me and her, with everybody waiting outside. And the doctor looked at her and said, Ma, you have three months to live. 
And I looked at him, shocked. And on, then he goes to say, not only do you have three months to live, there's nothing that you can do. Nothing that you can do? How insensitive is this asshole to tell my grandmother there's nothing that you can do? There was nothing that we could do. And I spent the most valuable time with her those last three months of her life. And I sat by her side as she passed away. And thank God I said yes. So don't ever regret making a decision when you know in your heart that it's the right thing to do. Seize the moment and trust your intuition. Tony, <laughs> um, there's something about you which I think is so special in this world. And, and I, I, when, I, when I think about you, and I was thinking about you last night, you know, because we bumped into each other, like, was it 2.30 or something? And you, it's love. You have this capacity to love, unlike almost anyone I've ever met. You walk in a room and that sort of love follows you around when you talk. The way you look at people, the way you speak, everything about that. And I think it's such an important, and you don't have to talk about it. You just sort of do it. And I think, you know, when you love life and you, you know, you love people as much, it exudes out of you as you speak. And I really like that. And the other point I was going to make, you know, your story, Dalai Lama, the guru, all those things, you could talk so many things about you and your life. And the fact you don't, and the fact, you know, it's there, but you don't have to name drop, you, you just, Anyway, it's very special. You have a very special capacity. Tony, one of the things Eric taught was about um, eye contact. And I don't know if you were really making eye talk contact, but I felt like you were. And it made it feel like you and I were just having a conversation. Because even when you looked away, I felt like you were still talking just to me. And then you would look back. So great job on the eye contact. Tony, from our first Zoom call, uh, which I recall, um, not so very long ago, I knew there were two very special things about you. One was that you wanted to do very, very big, big things and that you, that you already had and you were just going to do even bigger things. And I knew that. And there are lots of people that are going to do really big things. Then there was something else I knew about you, and that is that you, you're special. Like, there's something about you. There's, a, there's an openness. A, a, as Dave said, there's a, there's a, a love about you. There's, a, there's just a, a joy and an inner child all that fun stuff in there. And it's been so fun watching you craft the various stories you've been playing with and get to a place where you're really sharing stories. Where you're really sharing experiences with us and, and using your emotions and, your, and, and making that eye contact and really connecting with the audience. It's really, really gorgeous. Well done. You should be very proud. And he really lives like that, the trust your intuition thing. Um, he was first introduced to me by a mutual friend, Michael, and we just, we had a conversation for about seven minutes. And by the end of that seven minutes, he said, I have a big mission in the world and I really feel like you're going to be able to support me in making that happen. He went with it and was immediately committed. And this is an important thing to understand because we were asking a big time commitment for him. And in the meantime, he's jetting all over the world. As, as we were just talking about in the break, he was with, he was, he spent the week before, uh, the week he spent with us, with the Dalai Lama. He's connected with everybody around the world, but he, this, this mission to get his message out in the world is so important that he did listen to his intuition and, and took action. And, that, and that's, I, I think it's important. It, it, it comes to authenticity. 
do you really live the message that you're that you're sharing with the world yeah and he does the other thing i like you know quite often people get in this space and name dropping or you know he didn't use any of that you know and he could have there were so many parts of that he came down to his relationship and yeah. this connection to his mother and that's why again i think our this medium you know the nation is all about that right it's it's about coming together it's about linking arms together so he he's a great testimony to that yeah. it's collaboration he also did a great job because uh, I, I, we, you know we've talked in previous episodes about the value of contrast and he does a great job of that to go from you know born and raised on an ashram to you know taking over the nightclubbing scene of argentina to then revamping entire neighborhoods in florida to now developing the entire future cities and it's really been interesting to hear that story because of all those contrasts and the way he spoke, the way he shared those personal experiences. And I like that. You're so right. He did it not at all. For, it would be very easy to easy. come from a place of ego about yeah. that, yeah. but it just wasn't there. He really came from uh, authentic heart position, yeah. well delivered. So again, I want to remind you that no matter what you've achieved, no matter where you are at the height of industry, at the height of achievement, or just starting out, you have stories and you have life experience that is there for the next person. So make sure that you get out there and share them with the world. So that's it for today's episode of Unforgettable. Head on over to iTunes or wherever you listen and subscribe to the show. One lucky listener every single week who posts a review on iTunes will win a chance in the grand prize drawing to win a private $25,000 VIP day with Eric Edmeads himself. Be sure to head on over to unforgettable.show and pick up a free copy of Eric's gift and join us on the next episode. <laughs>